Wait no longer, greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at Mr. Bad Bit. Oh, sorry, at Bad Bit Games. And if you like what you hear, please drop a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck over at patreon.com slash badbit. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? Doing pretty well. I'm doing my best yeah. Eiffel 65 and turning blue. <laughs> I forgot I forgot we were recording. And so for video uh, watchers, my tongue is all blue. Thanks to a blue icy. Uh, so you're yes. welcome. I'm not dying. It's not some weird new disease that 2020 is God. raining down upon us. God. No, no, it's Just like blue no, it's icy. It's like you're turning into a Smurf, and that's a new thing. Before we introduce our amazing uh, guest host this evening, I want to tell you something. As you're enjoying your nice little icy cooling off, because currently right now, as recording, it's like 90 degrees here in the tri-state. Yeah. We're melting. I experienced for the first time in my life me feeling truly old because Kyle, I had to call the IRS this morning. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to get my taxes in order. Oh man! And then for dinner tonight, uh, also the AC is completely broke, so we're just all angry at each other. We really can't, you know, cook anything that. up because it's just going to get hotter in this. As house. someone that doesn't have AC in their house at all, except for their bedrooms, I know oh. what you're talking about. Yeah, we're all at each other's throat. I had a refreshing raisin bran. Oh my god! Jesus, <laughs> I, it was like a little treat for myself, and I was like, I deserve this. Are, and we, as I was are we recording this, past your bedtime? Should you already be in bed? <laughs> Actually, maybe. Yeah, I got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> With us this evening is Mr. Joseph Yaden from Digital Trends. How are you, sir? Hello. How's it going? I just got you talking about feeling old. I. I'm this. I mean, I'm the same way. Everything hurts. My mm-hmm. my hamstring, I think, is what or groin. I don't know. Ooh. Something. Ooh. No, oh no. no! Nothing happened. No, 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 nothing happened. It's just <laughs> shitty and old. That's just... yeah. My, my, between my shoulder blades, it hurts all the time. <laughs> and jo- Joseph, what's your deal, man? You what do you do on the daily? Yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of my work is uh on digital trends. Um, basically, I. I'm categorized as an evergreen gaming writer. And so what that means is I update articles. Uh, That's like the bulk of my work. And so a lot of articles become outdated as new information gets presented. I go in, I update the article, make sure it's current, and then publish it. Uh, Today I just wrote uh, everything we know about Starfield, which was very fascinating because it's pretty much nothing. (laughs) Yeah, but you have to like... You like that, that, but you have to go find it. You have to internet yeah. sleuth around. Well, and we I, do know Miss you know? Piggy knows what Starfield is, apparently. Sure. So, like, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Oh, You're um, looking at me, Joe, like you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's from uh, Day of the Devs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Jeff Keighley is involved with that. You know, Miss Piggy has a hundred platinums, Joe. Really? Does she? <laughs> According really? to Miss Piggy, she has a hundred platinums. <laughs> All right, man, that's great. And Joseph, we we brought you on because you know. 
almost when you were writing at PlayStation Lifestyle, it was every week. It was either you or Brianna Reeves that we were quoting, that we were we were uh, reading your articles on. And one of the things that we wanted to do this year was to get more folks, you know, more journalists on, more writers on the show. Because oftentimes when you look at a YouTube video or, you know, you're listening to a podcast, you have all these people ripping out these articles, you know, saying, oh, we heard this from random site or like we heard this from IGN, but not giving the person the shout out. And from what I understand, it's always that hard grind. I mean, as a small creator, you know, a YouTuber, a podcaster, I understand the grind and having, you know, you being in print, that's an even harder experience. So like for us, I feel like it's only necessary to give you as much as a bump that we could, you know, as little as it may be to get people to, to put eyes on your work. So thank you so much for coming aboard tonight because we got a lot of stuff to cover. I appreciate like. everything you just said, okay. by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Of course. It, it, again, it, it's, it, it's hard out there and the grind is, is real. Everybody sees the finished product, but they don't understand the hard work that goes into it. So with that, knowing that it's hundred, hundred degrees here and I'm currently melting without an AC, <laughs> we have a lot of PlayStation news to talk about. We're going to talk about smiles. <laughs> we're going to talk about smiles, everybody. Everyone's got Jesus one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we got smiles. No, we're going to be talking about Iron Man. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? Joe, Iron we're Man? going to. I'm breaking down because I'm so hot. I can't concentrate anymore. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man. Miles Morales features optional 4K 60 FPS performance mode on the PlayStation 5. We're going to be talking about how and when you can pre-order your PlayStation 5 and how many you can actually pre-order. We're going to be talking about Ubisoft setting the price for their next-gen titles. And last but not leastly, we're going to be talking about that Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two coming sometime. But before we do, each and every week, we usually talk about the latest, the greatest in what we've been playing. Since there's no drop this week where, you know, usually PlayStation drops the latest and greatest and all things PlayStation onto the storefront, we like to highlight those out. Because there's no drop, we're actually going to put what we've been playing towards the end of the show. So with that said, with all that out of the way, before we square up the news, a big, big shout out to our patrons over at patreon.com slash Bad bit. Thank you to our newest patrons, Gavin Gottfried and Ryan Grant, and our gold producers, Griffin West, Robbie Bobby Miller, uh, and our Silver Plus members, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, and the JB, the Purple Monkey himself, and Tim Ulf. So with that, Kyle, let's start squaring up the news before I literally melt in front of you. <laughs> what if I just <laughs> wait down the clock? Can I just start melting? No, <laughs> dude, that'd be the worst. Uh, Matt Perslow from IGN writes... Insomnia, oh, I'm sorry. Spider-Man Miles Morales features optional 4K 60 frames per second per performance mode. Insomniac Games has announced that Spider-Man Miles Morales will have an optional performance mode, enabling 4K resolution and 60 frames per second. With 4K 60 frames per second coming as an optional mode, it seems sensible to presume that some graphical sacrifices will be made from the standard mode in order to enable this boosted performance. With next-gen placing emphasis on resource-intensive tech like ray tracing, it may be that performance mode turns those graphical effects off to free up power and divert that into frame rate. 
Very interesting. Very interesting stuff. Also, someone made a loud yell slash groan, and I was like, should I go, hey, what's wrong? Are they okay? I'm pretty fine. glad they are. We're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They'll walk it off, if anything. <laughs> With that, listen. <laughs> Whoever's in danger in the other room can wait. Let's talk about this. <laughs> 4K 60 FPS has been something that I think a lot of gamers over the last few months have been thinking about when they think about next generation, how games could get better. Because like gaming right now has been pretty good. Like games look really beautiful. Ghost of Tsushima being one of them. Uh, but, oh God, so gorgeous. Man. But the one thing is native 4K that we don't get to see on the PlayStation 4 <laughs> Pro. And what we definitely don't get to see in these big, beautiful open worlds is 60 FPS. Now, with next gen coming, we kind of just assumed that should just be the new, uh, the new center, the new barometer when it comes to gaming. And there's been kind of like this murkiness with PlayStation's quote unquote power, or maybe the lack thereof, that maybe this console wasn't able to hit 60 FPS because of all that ray tracing, all that Tempest sound that we seem to think that all that PR machines kind of pushing out there. With that, what are your thoughts on the news, Joseph? I'm going to go to you first. Yeah, so there's a, a few interesting tidbits here. Um, in the IGN article, it actually mm-hmm. it referenced um, that, you know, maybe the standard. Uh, visual mode is less than that what i keep thinking Mm. about is sort of in the opposite direction maybe there's another mode that's even better than that maybe it's not 4k but it's like 120 frames per second i know uh there was an article i think it was uh playstation universe or official playstation magazine one of those that was Mm. talking about uh dirt 5 running at 120 frames per second so like uh, th- the idea of getting past 60 frames isn't something that is totally lost on developers, right? So there's that to think about. But yeah, I mean, the main point is that uh, optional performance mode seems to implicate that there are other options for us. And so that's Do- interesting to think about. And, and with that, like, how many options? Because I'm also thinking of the tagline, like, what is it? Play without limits? Yeah, exactly. Something like that, yeah. right? Is the new is the new PlayStation tagline? So, like, what if they're just like, you know, when you're playing on a PC, which I did a, a week back, and it was awful. But when you're playing on there, you have a whole bunch of select sliders that you can choose. You can choose medium, high, you know, ultra settings. Ultra will give you usually really powerful visuals, you know, the best the best looking and maybe running game, but you need that beefy hardware for maybe what you were saying. And I kind of like that is like, give people what they want. Like I, I know our good friend, Sean Capri, he has a 1080 P TV. He's totally fine. Like theoretically, he doesn't need a next gen console because resolution wise, it's not going to benefit him any, but if he has the option of going, you know what? I want, Spider-Man Miles Morales to run the fastest it can at 120 frames per second, be as ultra smooth as possible, and just give me a 1080p experience, that's totally fine, and that's actually really awesome. Kyle, what say you, when you hear, you know, a performance mode, does that worry you saying, well, you know, if this is performance mode at 60fps 4K, then where is the standard mode? Uh no, I'm not resolution mode rather. Yeah, yeah no, I think this is this is really really cool. Um, Borderlands three, for example, had performance mode and a graphics heavy setting that you can go back and forth with. Um, 
So it's not like it's new, but it's it's yeah. definitely cool, and I'm hoping that, like you said, everyone's setup is a little bit different. So I, I think it would be really, really a really smart way to show that the consumers who are buying these games have a, more of a choice and, and not feel like their game is limited based on what they already have. Like right. monitor-wise, TV-wise, whatever. So whatever works for what you have, I think is perfect. Yeah, making the game flexible to yeah. how you want to play is always the best like, way. Like, if Control had a performance mode, that'd be even better. I think more people <laughs> would play that game. And, yeah. and if it had but, a better map. Oh, uh, true. Man, yes. God. Still my game yeah, of the year, man. but I agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, and going off that statement, too, when we talk about, like, 4K, 60... I, w- I was kind of thinking about this. Famous Seamus writes in, and he stole the question right from under me. And he's the most famous Seamus, by the way. And you could write in via PS Trophy Room, but I saw a few other, like, a few folks message me last week when I made the challenge of Decoration that Famous Seamus was the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. And they're, like, pulling up some wiki pages. <laughs> of all the Seamus. some random dude. <laughs> yeah, of, like, you know, like, with an ascot. You know what I mean? Like, some do- guy from the 1800s. Get that guy out of my face. This is... How, what did he do? Invent electricity? Well, Get out like of here. Like you say, it's the one, most famous she, uh, famous Seamus that you've ever met. You haven't met yeah. this old dude that lived exactly. hundreds of years ago. Ah, loophole. You invented the bicycle, the yeah. telescope? Who gives a shit about worrying. that guy? Yeah, this is the most famous. Anyway, given the option, famous Seamus writes in, given the option, do you or would you use performance mode so to kind of even go a little deeper on this if given the option guys to choose resolution over performance you know or or the ultra setting like for example if the only two settings we have is performance mode at 4k 60 but you have the you know ultra mode or the resolution mode or whatever it's theatrical mode at you know, 4K 30 FPS, but it has the ray tracing. It has the Tempest sound. It has all the doohickeys that, you know, all these games are kind of starting to tout. Which one do you lean towards? Do you want to just go, you know, just for FPS for the smoothest experience? Or do you want to see what all that next gen lighting is all about? I'll go to Kyle first on this one. Uh, so for me, I wanted to play it on ultra settings. Yeah, I, I want to see that ray, tra- ray tracing in action. Uh, when I got my 4K TV the first time, I booted up a game in 4K with HDR. My jaw dropped. Like it's, I knew games already were beautiful, mm-hmm. but this just it blew my mind. Um, so and like for me, FPS doesn't seem. Is that the right thing? F- yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> frames per second. I was like, wait, first person shooter? They're both the same thing? I <laughs> yeah. got confused for a second. Like, frames per second isn't a huge deal for me. Like, if I right. see a game hitching a little bit, it doesn't bug me too much. Um, so, yeah, ultra settings show me that beautiful, beautiful lighting in action. Yeah, there are times in Ghost of Tsushima that I... I I play and there's like a little hiccup here mm-hmm. or there, like there's a drop of a frame. And yeah, like it's noticeable, but it doesn't ruin my experience no. from that game. It's the AI that does, right? Ooh. So when I, when I'm playing a game, I usually, it depends on the game, but like if I'm taking a look at like Monster Hunter World was the first game I saw. It was 
performance or 4K. I'll usually hit up digital trends to see where the diminishing returns are and then usually choose. But half the time, it's just what's going to look the prettiest because performance isn't end all be all if it's, if it's stable enough. What about you, Joe? What are you thinking? Here? So in this specific case with the, with Spider-Man, since it's going to be like one of the first games we probably play on PS5, yeah, I'm going to want to see what that ultra setting looks like if there is something mm-hmm. else, um, you know, that makes it look super uh, fancy. Um, in a different context, maybe I wouldn't be as interested. In, and also you have to consider that Spider-Man is like a single player game. Mm-hmm. I feel like in competitive games, um, uh, frames per second matter a little bit more for obvious reasons right yep. yeah or or, yeah. or like a game where it, it's like you really want to um be precise with your attacks like a fighting game or mm-hmm. some, like for example i think uh, like call of duty call of duty's been 60 <laughs> frames per second for literally generations at this point it's all about that right. being that smooth that accurate so like for for multiplayer games i could see them definitely go this is a hard 60 you can't touch with this exactly you know? yeah and so yeah, when it it's it's tough. Like I, I'm not somebody who can really tell a lot of times with the frames per second, um, but in a multiplayer setting or a game like a I don't know Devil May Cry or something where you it, it matters uh, when you attack your enemy and all that, then I think it does matter. In the case of Spider Man, though, I would probably I, I agree with Kyle. I would go for the ultra yeah. settings or performance mode or, or whatever the case might be to make it look as beautiful as possible. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, for me, it, like, again, I think we kind of always, as well, when we're talking about next gen, we're always expecting, like, this, the, the biggest leap ever. And I think a lot of us have had to kind of s- scale our expectations back a little bit as we're getting, you know, a little bit too crazy with our predictions of what these things can actually do or what these companies are doing behind the scenes. And so, like, for me, if I'm just playing a single player experience, if I'm playing an open world game, like, when I when I'm playing Miles Morales, yeah, I'm gonna t- t- tinker around with that 60, 60 FPS. I want to see how smooth it looks and how that smooth that combat feels. But at the same exact time, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head here. If it's a single player experience, I just want to get lost in that world. I just want to get lost mm. in that story. It, it doesn't need to be you know this fast fluid thing. And I'm not trying to sit here and apologize. For like a game not, you know, or, or just because it's a, a Sony exclusive, mm-hmm. I would love all games to run as best as they possibly can. But what I am trying to say is to me, as, a, as a person that enjoys their single player experiences, I, FPS is not the thing that's doing it or, you know, for me. Like Breath of the Wild is the greatest example when you're in the woods trying to find the master sword. <laughs> um, Man, does that thing chug. It's like 20 FPS at 15. Like, you can actually see it, but that game is still one of, if not the best open world game ever made. Yeah. You know, when people, when people talk about it, it is still highly regarded, not because of the frame rates, but because what you're able to do in that world and how you're able to interact with it. I think so. Yeah. I I think that's a great point. Although, if, if the frame rate is bad enough, you could end up with like a deadly premonition two situation, which I think, which I think is a great example of like somebody who might not be able to catch frame rate. Just show them yeah. the open world in deadly premonition two. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's I, I don't. I think most games don't run that poorly, so that maybe that's not yeah. a great example. But yeah, no, I think that's taken. perfect. <laughs> I think that's a perfect example of like games that do it wrong. You know. Yeah. 
with that, Kyle, you have any closing remarks before we move on to the next topic? No, I'm just I'm real excited. I'm real. Yeah. We're we're so close to getting the next generation, not just PlayStation Five, but I mean, t- as of recording, tomorrow is the Xbox Showcase, which I'm very excited to see the mm-hmm. cool games that that they're going to show off. Are you allowed to like that if you're yeah. on the PlayStation? Yeah, podcast? we love all games here, <laughs> Joseph. We love all games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have filled you in. We're not here to play. <laughs> Phil Spencer is a dork. Like we don't do that shit here. Like. I, I real talk. I've never been this excited for a, a a Microsoft press conference ever. Probably ever. Same. I saw that. I saw the hook on fucking Master Chief's arm. I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know. You give me Fable. You give me a dog that'll actually listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll lose it. I'll lose uh, it with that. Plus, real yes. real, real quick, the yeah, pre-show yeah. has third-party world world premieres tomorrow morning oh so we might see some playstation 5 games before microsoft tomorrow i'm just saying oh push square you listen you're gonna put that (laughs) title out there all right kyle go for it jordan oliman from ign writes final fantasy 7 remake part 2 has entered full development Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two has entered full development, and game director Tetsuya Nomura wants to deliver the game as soon as possible. According to the blog source, full development has, sta- has started for the second part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, following the first part's release in April of 2020. Aita Kimochi pulled another interesting quote from the same interview, which details Nomura's intentions for the second part's release. Quote, we know that everyone wants the next installment quickly. We would also like to deliver it as soon as possible. Since we were also able to see the line of quality from the first installment, we hope to make the next installment even better in quality that can make for an even better experience, the quote reads. We would like... We would... We, I'm guessing that it's supposed to be... We would like to get it out as soon as possible. So please wait for it. I think we can clearly convey the direction when we officially announce the next installment, end quote. Perhaps more interestingly, executive producer Yoshinori Kitase also explained that, quote, the new story of Final Fantasy VII has only just begun, end quote. That contrasts a little with Kitase's previous comments when he said the original game's story wasn't being drastically changed. Spoilers? Spoiler alert. Now, again, before we we started the show, Kyle, you were just like, I mixed up the questions. Yeah. So I might be giving Gav uh, unnecessary credit right here. This could have been someone else. I apologize. But could be Gav's goatee writes in. All right. Question. With Nomura at the helm of Final Fantasy VII, how many titles are we expecting? A question mark. Anything more than three, I think I'm going to lose steam quick. Now, Joe, I'm going to let you in on something. Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy I ever beat. Oh, wow. I don't... Yeah. Not the original, the remake. Not the remake. I am not the biggest Final Fantasy person here. And so I should have asked you before, Joe. I'm leaning on you and Kyle here. (laughs) Because I know Nomura has... A reputation of drawing out experiences. <coughs> Kingdom Hearts. <coughs> oh shit. Oh, okay, so he he helms the Kingdom Hearts series. Yeah. So Kyle, you take it away. With with what Gav's saying here, are you kind of worried that Nomura is going to deviate and kind of just milk this franchise for all it is? God, I hope not. I really yeah. hope not. Um, I would love three as well. Uh, mm. 
But in on the other side, to play like Devil's Advocate, if they could pack as much detail as they did in the first remake mm-hmm. of how dense the towns are and how cool, like seeing how the townspeople live, I really dug that. I know some people did not, but if they could do that with every major city that I know is coming up and the open world section, because like I I'll be blown away. So I'll I'll gladly take more than three. Mm-hmm. But I also want to play this in full before I get too old. <laughs> before you my, die. <laughs> my arthritis kicks in and I can't hold the controller anymore. I mean, my back already hurts. I'm, right? 20, you know, I'm 28. So yeah. I think... Yeah, think about it. It's good to me. <laughs> Three is the sweet spot. Uh, I think okay. you could also go four, but anything more than three, it's going to wane a little bit. What say you, Mr. Yaden? There's What's not... I don't, know how, I don't know how they're going to do this. I... In my mind, they they didn't really plan it too far out ahead. Like I think they were just so focused on getting the first version mm-hmm. out the door that, that now they're in such a weird situation. If so, first of all, Midgar, uh, the Midgar section mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy VII is about ten percent of the game, something like that. Mm-hmm. With that logic, there should be nine more games, oh. mm. right? I mean, if using that, no, sca- that, makes that sense. scale, yeah, which okay how are they going to do that? Like, and then you mentioned, Joe, you mentioned milking the franchise. There's like, there's 15 mainline Final Fantasies, some of which have multiple parts, mm-hmm. uh, spinoffs. So I, I think they've already passed the milking stage. But yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. When are it, you worried? Like, are you concerned as a, as I'm assuming a fan <laughs> series? Yeah, so a, a little bit. And I think what it, what's, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to, like really take liberties with the mm. the base story and yeah maybe do three parts or something like that mm. and you you just sort of get into this position where your mind would always wonder like what would this have looked like in 10 parts like you mm. know the, the but other but also releasing 10 games uh, it's just crazy like i yeah. i don't really think there's a a great economic way to do this just yeah. given the precedent set by the first part you know and and also to see how well this game sold, like it is on the top. I think it's like five. Or it's definitely in the top ten of PlayStation Four games, just uh, exclusive sold. And it just came out a few months ago. So like this game has sold e- extremely well. And so they're kind of seeing as a green light of like, all right, let's kind of milk this thing if they wanted to, which does concern me because when you take a look at Kingdom Hearts, you got like. 1, 1. 1.5, 1.7, Birth by Sleep, Awake by Death, like, <laughs> these things, these titles are, like, remix, like, what, yeah. what, what, I don't know what's also, going like, on Also, like, if they, if they string it out to 10, which, again, they, I don't think they're what, gonna do that, by the way, but. I agree, yeah, that they won't, but I could see them potentially maybe think, really thinking hard about <laughs> stretching it out. The first one took most people, what, around 40 hours? For, yeah, uh, that's insane. So, that, so like, that's if you stretch it out, that's four hundred hours no for, to tell one single story. It's not like it's 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 not feasible. It's it's no, not sustainable. It's not. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I, here's what what I think happened when they first announced that in 2015, and it was basically just a you know short little demo. Um, there was a, a totally separate team on that that yeah. they yeah. pulled off of it, and they essentially like restarted it based on the hype, you know. And mm-hmm. so. I, I mean, now that all the assets are there and 
it really hasn't been in development as long as we make it out to be because they essentially restarted it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. m- maybe part two coming out, I don't know, in, at the end of 2021 might not be unrealistic. And then maybe we get yeah. an annualized one for, uh, you know, one every year. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you bring up you bring up some excellent points of it being rebooted. And now you have to also assume they have a lot of those character assets. Right. And, you know, you just throw it in a, in a program, you make it all 4k and beautiful textures and all that. But like, (laughs) I, I, then that's how I assume development works. I'm only kidding. Well, yeah, like they Um, have to, I'm not going to spoil remake any more than what this kind of hinted at, but like, there are other characters that they have to work into this new battle system. Um, and so they're not just a AI controlled character. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's more work to be done and the things that they really need to think about for like the how, the in-game marketplace? That's not the word. Like how, the, how they're going to handle like materia, right? Going into okay. the second game and how they're going right. to handle oh, yeah, like carrying leveled over. up. Yeah, like are, are we going to get everything already yeah. at a high does level that, again? Does that or? wall off anybody who hasn't played it since the beginning? Exactly. It's a nightmare. It honestly is a development nightmare. And yep. you can tell that, like, I don't want to discredit the great work they did on the first part because it's great. But you can tell that they don't they, – they weren't really planning for a series of games, you know? Mm. Yeah. So it's tough. I, it is and, – and I think that's the biggest – I like – because you can't if, – if this is going to be uh, – you you need a roadmap. You can't do what Disney did with with the new trilogy, right? Where it's just like we got three different directors. Like you need a cohesive vision. You need a con- uh, a cohesive timeline of how you're going to get these games out there. The story they're going to tell, and at the same exact time, how do you nerf Cloud three times, four times? You know, like is he gonna trip and like break an ankle oh and then all of a sudden? <laughs> just know? just thinking if we if. Again, not going to happen, but the 10-part installment, and every single time it opens up with Cloud bumping his head into a wall or something and forgets everything. Like, oh, man. And who he is? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, all of a sudden, you guys are walking out of a big, big oh, explosion. Oh, man, like, I left all my material at the hotel again. <laughs> Damn it. Exactly. He's like, I left my Buster Sword in the Mako factory. This sucks. And, and is that going to break the game? Like, if you yeah. max leveled... Uh, at the end of one game and bring it into the next game? Mm-hmm. How is yeah. that going to affect it? It's, I, I don't know how they're going to do this. Yeah. Now, not to, not to, you know, we're, we're almost milk this cow dry at this point, but Chris Penwell does write in asking with, uh, with final fantasy seven remake part two in full development, when do you think it will f- f- officially be revealed? Uh, is is this is this uh they've been working on it for a while they're gonna show it at the next day to play or is this like a two years uh out thing? Uh, Kyle's thinking real hard. I think I'm I thinking. I, I, I COVID really <laughs> just throws a wrench at all this, man. <laughs> that is so true. Because like so I true. could totally see them have a really quick teaser at Game Awards this year. Yeah. Mm. But oh, yeah. like you really, you, because you of the pandemic really and everything, I don't think it, that's a uh, possible anymore. Really? Okay. You really think it could have been like, hey, here's Cloud Sword I, again? Really? I, I think they probably developed a little bit further than when Remake 1 ended, like what we played. Okay. I think there's a little bit more afterwards. I think okay. we could have seen a little bit. Yeah, or, or I'm a with little you on bit done. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Whoa. All right, then. With that, let's get into the next story that is the PlayStation, pre- ah, PlayStation 5 pre orders. 
Uh, May Paget from GameSpot writes, PS5 pre-orders may be limited to one per person, according to Leak. Sony still hasn't announced the PS5's price or release date, so PS5 pre-orders haven't gone live yet. It's unclear when we'll hear more, but in a recent stream focused on the DualSense controller, Sony's Sony's senior vice president of marketing, Eric Lempel, made clear that games gamers will be given ample warning before pre-orders go live. So expect Sony to announce a specific date and time for PS5 pre-orders well ahead of time. The listening, listings won't just go live one day without warning. The statement from Sony comes soon after rumors started swirling that PS5 price and pre-orders would be announced soon. Quote, we had nothing to do with it, Lempel told Game Awards host Jeff Keighley in the stream. I got a message from someone saying people are lining up at stores, and we had no idea why. We'll let you know when pre-orders will happen. It's not going to happen with a minute's notice, end quote. If you're looking to buy multiple PS5s once pages have officially gone live, however, you might be out of luck. A potential leak of the PlayStation Direct source code reveals an error message that reads, quote, you can only purchase one version of the PS5 console, disc or digital. You have already added one PS5 console to your cart, end quote. This makes it likely the store will only let you purchase one console at a time. This is only true of the PlayStation Direct store at the moment, but it's certainly possible other retailers like Amazon or GameStop will also have the limitation in place, making it easier for individual customers to get the console when pre-orders finally do go live. Ooh. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It's this I'm I'm tired of it. Like and and I hear it on a, a whole lot of other podcasts. It's like, just let me know how much it is so I can start saving up. People, if you haven't started saving up yet, like it doesn't take an <laughs> announcement for you to like throw throw twenty bucks in a piggy bank. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, with this announcement, though, this gets me excited that we're going to start hearing from Sony more so than we have and before we talk about the playstation 5 pre-orders we do th this quote does take from jeff Keeley's uh dual sense uh breakdown where he's talking about feeling the haptic feedbacks the speaker within the controller um and he was playing uh astrobot which will come with your playstation 5 as well uh this was a weird video because you could definitely see, and definitely when Jeff's talking to the marketing lead here, he's just like, this is not how we wanted it. And I love how candid he was. This is not the way we wanted to roll out this console. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get the, these controllers in the palm of your hands, you know, by this time. And so this is the, the best way to go about it, which I got to give him credit. It, it, it's probably the only way you could really do it at this point. Yeah. Um. So I, I want to go to you, Mr. Yaden, of... How how did you like the controller portion of of the showcase? Like seeing it in person, or not seeing it in person? Actually seeing a man's hands on it. <laughs> well, geez, when you put like, it like that, a man's hands, on a it. real man, <laughs> Joe, a real man. No, because there was like photoshops or whatever of like people holding the controller with yeah. one hand, and it's like massive. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, from a visual perspective it was great it's just that's something that's really hard to to demo unless it's mm -hmm. you holding it it's kind of like vr to a lesser extent um so i, I guess it was it, it was fine i mean I, I know you mentioned that jeff is very candid and he he is compared to other people but still i feel like he's like been really like pushing for this thing so i don't know that if it was bad he would have said anything i don't know oh yeah. absolutely yeah i mean he's there promoting a uh, not just 
a product, but like he's pushing this brand that is Summer Game Fest. That is yeah, yeah. Jeff Keighley. Like he's gained a lot of trust enough that they're gonna ship him out of control. Right. Yeah, like he's not gonna be like this thing feels like shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to, to gauge without it being in my hand. Um, one thing that was interesting too, this story popped up a couple of days ago. Um, is mm-hmm. that UK retailers are apparently getting PS5 demo units, yep. and there's there was a picture of one uh at a at a retailer in the uk curry something i don't know i haven't haven't heard of it. yeah but anyway i mean when you mentioned earlier you know the best way to get it in people's hands right now or the best way to demo it right now i mean that's like a really bad move i think just from a health perspective mm-hmm. you know but anyway mm-hmm. anyway yeah seeing the control it was fine it didn't really do a whole lot for me just because i that I, I need to hold it you know seeing a video of yeah. somebody holding it doesn't do a lot for me yeah what about you kyle uh, I I was worried after that really? video. For you one were worried after this for one video. single reason. Tell tell daddy. Tell daddy. What it's the blowing in the controller. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It to me it it it's I get it. It's a gimmicky thing. Yeah. Like some controllers, like on release, have these things, but brings me back to like six axes, right? And how mm-hmm. that was in theory a good idea but it was frustrating as all hell when you had to use it in games so yeah. i i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be sitting in there and like my nieces come down and, and it's like kai kai what are you playing at i'm just blowing into a controller <laughs> like i don't know it's weird it's a it's, it's weird i could see your adorable old nieces walking in going hey mr uncle kyle what are you doing you're just like Exactly. Just like turning around, like hunched over. <laughs> I'm playing my game. Like a so, goblin in a cave. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it was just a little gimmicky, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I still love the design of it. I think it's going to be fine. I'm sure yeah. not every game is going to have a thing where you blow into it. God, I hope not. But like, it's, it, it came off a little, a little fake to me. Like, yeah. very promotional wise, which I get is what it is, but a little I think too much. Someone said it. I, th- I'm gonna maybe give kind of funny credit because I, they said something along the lines of it, it, it looked like something that belonged on the PlayStation blog. Sure. Uh, rather yeah. than it's like this, this kind of like supposed to be neutral ground. But again, Jeff Keighley's gonna be, you know, shaking hands with Xbox tomorrow as we're recording. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get that. I, I thought for what the demo was. I, I saw the controller. It looks really nice. Looking at it, seeing someone actually hold it, it looks nice. It looks like it's not going to be as fat as like the Xbox Duke controller. Mm. That was a lot of people's worries. It looks totally uh, holdable. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like the the blowing into the controller. I like watching it. I was just like, oh man, I can't wait to play AstroBot more than oh, I can't wait to get this controller in my hand. I was more excited for game, the game. Yeah. Like seeing all the little Easter eggs and seeing all the little Asher bots running around, like that's it's so cute as hell. It was giving me like Mario Odyssey or like Mario 3D World vibes, and I was totally digging that. The one thing though I do want to give mention to was the mic on the controller and the or not mic, I'm sorry, the speaker on the controller. Like when Asherbots, you know, walking on 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 the snow and you're hearing the crunch, it's coming from the controller and it sounds really good. Like it actually sounds pretty great, and that's a that's being picked up on a mic, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not a natural sound. So you're already getting this this manufactured sound being manufactured again on a mic to then on your speakers. So like it sounded really it sounded really great. I want to see how these haptic feedbacks 
or haptic feedback rather actually works on this controller is this a one-two switch situation where it's like feel the ice cubes kids or is it actually something (laughs) of substance yeah you know like is it something that's actually going to change the way i play or is this another eh, situation because like i like the the motors and the triggers you know that was one thing that i'd give like credit to forza on like when you're when you're breaking in in a forza game it felt really good because of those triggers but at the same exact flip of the coin man the rumble on the joy cons suck it's so loud and so for me that's the only thing i'm worried about is like are we pumping technology in this controller to actually push a medium forward or are we throwing technology into this controller for pr guy to put out a press release of yeah you know and and i think the 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 other thing to worry about is battery life. Um, mm-hmm. The PS4 battery life was, or the PS4 controller battery life is notoriously terrible. So I hope that yeah. all of these gimmicks and all of these features don't come at the expense of, you know, terrible battery life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, my hope is like, even if it has a four hour battery, God forbid, but like you plug it into a USB C port, bam, 10 minutes, you're, you're at half. That'd like, be awesome. Th- yeah. That, that's what has me excited because like you don't need a thunder port you know on that controller to charge it fast the technology's out there so for me that that's what i'm i'm not i'm not so hesitant on the battery life as much anymore just knowing that there's a USB-C in there i think charging is going to be fine but now going back to the pre-orders knowing that they're going to give you time knowing that we're you know sony's going to be printing out a lot of these things we got a question from oh it's just Ray. Like you can too over at PS Trophy Room or the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. And Ray writes in with this question. Does the news of more PlayStation 5s being produced change your decision to buy on launch day or pre-order? If you believe they will be harder to come by or easier to come by, how does it, how does that affect when you buy a PlayStation 5? So knowing that we're going to get pre-order soon, knowing that they're making a lot of these things, are we still, and knowing that now they're limiting it, it looks like it's seeming like to one per household, at least directly through PlayStation, does this ease your worries into buying it on day one? Is there anything still holding you back? I'm going to go with you, Mr. Aiden, on this one. Uh, I think asking me is kind of a weird situation because I'm not, I'm not the, like, I'm going to buy one regardless, you know? So, so I mean, I need it for work and all this. Um, so I'm not really the the most, uh, I'm kind of, you're pre-ordering it at anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm kind of biased. I'm biased a little bit. Right. But I think, um, the general public probably doesn't know that they're making more of them. Um, they, they, I think they started with like 6 million and they upped it by 50% to around nine ish million somewhere in there. Um, the general public doesn't know that. You know, so I don't know that this news is actually going to impact uh, the, the consumers from a perspective of, huh, they're making more. So maybe I won't buy one at launch. I, I don't know that they're that they even realize that. Mm. What say you, Kyle, as someone, you know, we're, we, we run a PlayStation podcast, yeah. right? Where we, we got to buy these things on day one, mm-hmm. whether you love it or hate it. <laughs> Which, why would you hate it? You're all, you're watching this. You're part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you, sir, is with all the pre-orders and, and the nonsense that goes into pre-ordering a console and picking it up at launch in the battle royale that is a holiday season. 
Um, does that worry you that they're doing only one per household or do, does it give you hopeful that, you know, it's going to be harder for people to scalp these bad boys? Uh, it, I am so much more hopeful now that I will be able yeah. to get my hands on one. Um, you, you, you said in, in your question to me was, well, we, we do a PlayStation show. Like, I, I mm-hmm. feel like we have to have one day one so we can talk about it and, and not like whine and be sad that I, we haven't gotten it yet because yeah. who knows when they'll be making more for us to get. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're going, they're doing their, their, their due diligence to make sure that, yeah, these, these scalpers are not going to take, buy five of them and put them on eBay for triple the price during the holiday season because those guys can go fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, they really can. Uh, I, I'm, I, it gives me more hope that I'm able. I will be able. You and me and jo- and Joseph will be able to get them all on yeah. launch day, so we can play it and be able to do the things that we have to do for content or work or you mm-hmm. know just gamers in general. Like yeah, just I mean my, my thing as like ordering one per household or like which one am I going to buy? Like it, it you know to answer Ray's question, it, it is. It is hard for me because I know I'm buying one of the consoles and I'm teetering on thinking just buying the bullet go digital. But as a content creator and as a YouTuber, as someone who who runs a PlayStation podcast, I'm like, but do I owe it to people like to to have one with the disc drive and to talk about that one? Like we are going to be a two PlayStation five household here. So like, should I get one that's digital, one that's not? Yeah, that's a, oh. a lot of people are doing that. Um, yeah. The, the other thing to consider too is like, since the digital one is going to be less expensive, that one mm. might sell out first. And so you may end up having to get the disc version yeah. just from a sheer perspective of that's all they have. Right. And I mean, and, it, and it, it goes down to what we were talking about last week, Kyle, of like, how many of these are the digital version versus the physical version? Like, and the one way you get kind of an idea of where the wind's blowing is by doing pre-orders. So like it's it's interesting to see that maybe tech technology or the analytical side of the business has changed so much that they're like, no, we have an idea where the market is without having to rely on pre-orders. But I'm also relieved that PlayStation they they took it a step by going, don't go outside to a GameStop just yet. Wear a goddamn mask, wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> way better wording, but like, don't go outside yet. Like, we will let you know when these things go live. And y- like, you can see it right now. If you go to a GameStop employee, they'll tell you that they got the skew. They can't, ju- they just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So they're there. It's waiting for a few weeks. I can, I can definitely assume it's when the Xbox event is has happened and as of this podcast it probably has that playstation's going to kind of kind of weigh their options of of where they release the the or or announce the release of these pre-orders can i make a prediction go for it first week of august yeah first week of august yeah i'm with you on that okay Yeah. yeah give me a day give me a day oh let me pull up the calendar um let's see there was a, while, while you're doing that, there was a, a leaker or whatever, an insider or whatever that means, mm-hmm. um, who, who was predicting <laughs> August 6th. And apparently he's been right about stuff before, although a lot of people. Oh, I think that's yeah. the same guy that did this, yeah. this nonsense in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Th- so Thursday. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this person has any credence or whatever. But yeah, that, that, yeah. That's yeah. what I've seen. August yeah. 6th. That's a Thursday. I don't know. That, 
I, I would say <laughs> August 4th, that Tuesday. I'm going to say late August. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a state of play next week, but we will not see the, the console drop. They, I think they are very apprehensive. I think they really want to see what that Lockhart is and what it's able to do. And that's when they'll drop. Because the, my, my whole thing is like, none of them want to drop the price. If the, if the Xbox Series X was actually 400 bucks, 399, which I've heard people say, and I'll, Archimedes, I'm looking at you, my German friend. Um, it ain't, it ain't 399. Because if it was, Xbox would be like, all right, guys, 399 lock hearts, uh, you know, a dollar and change. Goodbye. It'd be like a badge <laughs> of honor, right? Yeah, like it'd be like we dropped this first. Here we go, and pre-orders alive right now. Like, no, these things are expensive. These things are going to be valuable pieces of tech. So, I think both of them are like kind of waiting to see who sh- who shoots first and where where their aims at. With that, Kyle, talking about price of things, we got some Ubisoft news. That's not terrible. That's a great segue. Okay. Uh, Rebecca Valentine from GamesIndustry.biz writes, Ubisoft's holiday next-gen games will be the same price as current gen. During Ubisoft's Q1 earnings call today, CEO Yves Guimont answered a question about next-gen game prices by saying that at least for its three planned releases before Christmas 2020, the next-gen versions of those titles would not be priced higher. Quote, For the Christmas games, we plan to come with the same price as the previous generation of consoles, he said. That's where we're focused on at the moment, end quote. However, this remark, as well as a second answer later in the call, infer- affirming the same information, both left the door open for prices to rise at a later date. The question came as a response to Take-Two Interactive's announcement it would charge $69.99 for NBA 2K21 on PS5 and Xbox Series X later this year, $10 more than the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Man, this is going to get weird. <laughs> this is going to get weird during this holiday season, the, seeing yeah. where companies are lining it, up. Kyle, what are your media thoughts? Uh, cool. Uh, I uh, mean, <laughs> I, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when this thing went down with Take-Two, but like, it makes sense that game prices are going to go higher. Uh, it just makes it just makes sense. Um, yeah. But like the messaging around the pricing and like graphics... As far like I saw the the Far Cry Six box, right? It has f- Ultra HD 4K only on Xbox, and it's that is worded weirdly. Like what they meant was only on Xbox One X and Series X, and not whatever yeah. else other consoles. But the way it was worded is going to have people like the general uh, uh, audience, consumer, yeah. consumer. They're going to be like, oh, that's the only place I can play Far Cry Six and 4K, so I'm going to buy it on an Xbox. Like, the right. messaging is a little weird when it comes to Deceitful, pricing and stuff. Even, yeah, maybe? a little yeah. bit. Well, especially 2K. I have issues with right. 2K right now, so, like... Oh, fuck yeah. I have issues with Ubisoft. Like, oh, before yeah, we get sure. into it... For sure. Uh, most of their senior executives are pieces of shit yep. assholes that, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know, sexually harass, <laughs> who throw racist comments around, who have finally been outed and fired, or not fired, sorry, stepped down from their positions. I think some of them have, not all of them. Please go over to Rebecca's article, um, at gamesindustry.biz. She has an incredible one. The only reason why we didn't put it in this week's show was it, it, it is like a, an hour topic of itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go, go read that article. Rebecca is seriously one of the best right next to you, Joe. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Comparing me to Rebecca is kind of crazy. She's really nice. I met her at PAX yeah. this year. She's really she's, nice. She's seriously the nicest person I have, I've met. Like she, she stopped me 
while she was like in between things. Like, hey, Joe, how's it going? I'm like, oh my God, you recognize Like it's, <laughs> she didn't have to do that at all. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, and, and again, a terrific writer as well. And she, she outlines what has happened there. Um, and it's a lot of awfulness. Like Cassandra was supposed to be the main character in Odyssey. And, you know, they, the women editorial don't sell. team the, said the women don't sell and we need a gruff dude. And that's why, what's his, bro- what's her, bro- Alexios? Oh, he sucks. You and can, I, I was like, the best. You can tell that. he was like an afterthought. Yeah. Right? Like objectively. You can tell. Objectively. And, and <laughs> almost like mocking the like, we want a gruff, tough guy to lead our games. Cause like, when he talk, he talk like this. I'm going to It's like, it's, it's, it's almost mocking. Like to me, though, leading back into this $10 or up conversation, um, it's, it's good to see that Ubisoft is aware that they have a lot of games coming out this holiday season. They don't want to confuse people by going, yeah, some games are 60, some games aren't. And then at this current point where their reputation is so shit, they can't just be like, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, with the dude on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's 70 bucks, you know? Uh, I think that is just an extra scar <laughs> on, on, on them that they, I don't think can afford. What are your thoughts, uh, uh, Joe, as we, as we talk about a 69.99 game that is 2K versus what Ubisoft's doing with Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed going, no, it's remaining 60. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's that, uh, the way they phrased it is, you know, they're, they're $60 for now kind of yeah. a thing. So I, I think that'll probably change. Um, for me, I don't care. I mean, I'll buy whatever the price is. I, $60, yeah. $40, I don't care. But t- to the consumer, yeah, I do feel like, you know, they're going to have that moment where they go to the store or whatever. They click on Amazon and they put their NBA 2K on, in the cart and it's an extra $10 and they might be like, oh, you know. Um, is is there a chance <laughs> that like they, they, they see like 2K looks at this going, oh, shit. <laughs> or are they just standing firm because they're like, Whatever. I think they're... You're going to buy it. Yeah, I think they're going to... I mean, NBA 2K sells... Mon- like, it's a monstrous game every single year. It's in the top five, usually, um, of yeah. best-selling games of the year. I-, I think they're sort of testing it. I think they're going to see, hey, NBA can afford to-, to take this chance. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. a good game to test it on. Versus something like a Far Cry, which maybe doesn't have as big of an audience. Maybe can't afford mm. it as much. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. I think with, with a colossal hit that is like, uh, you know, NBA or even Madden, like right. just going like, yeah, it's 70 bucks. That might price some people out of it. We're going to see how much of a hit because this is a, such a huge franchise that even if like the, I mean, we saw last year with the loot box controversy where they're literally putting a casino in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the game still sells gangbusters. So they're like, well, I mean, if we could literally put gambling in this game and not even disguise it and it still sell, why not just charge an extra 10 bucks? Can, you can know? I ask a, a, a real quick follow-up to this? Go for Do it. Do you think because games like... Well, is Madden for sure 70? No. No, no, okay. no, no. Just, just 2K. 2K? Just 2K. So maybe because 2K is a rated E for everyone game, 
or mm-hmm. or maybe T because of the music, does that mm-hmm. make them in their minds say like, oh, there are going to be a ton of kids that buy this game, so let's charge an extra ten bucks? Um, I mean, I, something I something it, like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it appeals yeah. to more people than yeah, right? Far Cry or Watch Dogs or whatever the case might yeah, be. Yeah, because those are all rated M games, right? Or, and yeah. fewer people and, buy it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And and even just like it's a monopoly. Right, they got the license. That's a good no point. No one else is doing. Yeah, yeah, sure. like, yeah. No one else is making an NBA game, so <laughs> and they've tried. Yeah, he's not good at it anymore. <laughs> They're not good at it. You know, even yeah, and they're probably going. Well, even this sucks. No one's gonna buy NBA Live. Like, so yeah, I I I do think it's because they got they they have a stranglehold on that on that market uh, specifically, and they also know that they could treat their customers like shit and they'll come back, and that's sad. And that's the reality of it, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I I hope more more people follow suit that it's it's just sixty bucks for now at the very least. We probably also have to put into account that maybe COVID plays a role in this as well, and that's why he's like, for now it's sixty, but maybe probably later it's sixty nine ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much. Wanted to talk about there. Let's get to some flash news. I I, I got this one as uh, well. Real quick, oh, yeah. I would have enjoyed Assassin's Creed Origins better if I played as Aya. That's all. That's it. Oh yeah. God. Just say it. Just yeah. put it out there. Just <laughs> put it out there. Just you know. Also, women on the cover of the games. What is this? Crazy. It's, it's not like I don't have a whole shelf with Aloy up there. It's fine. Yeah, it's not like you know Last of Us breaking. Sales charts. Let's go with this one. Uh, <laughs> the UK sales charts ending in the uh, in the week of the 18th, July 18th. Ghost of Tsushima is number one. No official record by Sony yet, but some people have crunched the numbers. There are two million active players on Ghost of Tsushima right now. Oh yeah! So it is a huge hit. It's selling out in Japan. It's doing really great in the UK. It's awesome to hear. Uh, number two is Paper Mario and the Origami King. F1. 2020 is number three. Animal Crossing, Jesus Christ, this thing's a monster. Uh, New Horizons at number four. And at number five is The Last of Us Part Two, which is the fastest selling PlayStation 4 game. Ubisoft has a woman on the cover and she's gay. Wow. And it sell that well. Women, women don't sell though. Women don't sell. You're no. right. You're right. And ugh, Abby's arms. Oh my God. Uh, Rocket League. <laughs> Going free to play later this summer will also have cross-platform progression. This comes from Will Harrison over at PS Lifestyle. Uh, all Rocket League branded DLC uh, released before this event is free to play. Um, also, existing uh, members who bought the game already, uh, title displays. So if you bought it on day one, it'll go, you know, year 2017. I'm Bam. very, very, that's very cool. That yeah. is really cool. So that's a title that displays uh, the first year you played Rocket League. 200 plus common items upgraded to legacy quality. That sounds fucking cool. Golden Cosmos Boost. Desi, De- Desi, Oria, Oreo Wheels. <laughs> sure. Sure. I don't, dude, they put that <laughs> word in there just to fuck with me. I really do. They're like, he's dyslexic. He's a fucking idiot. You <laughs> Huntress Player Banner. All right, there you go. That's what oh, comes God. in your Rocket League. I love Rocket League. Free to play, man. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Joe, do you have any relation with Rocket League? Or it's kind of like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, fine. first I want to say shout out to Will Harrison. He's awesome. Yeah. He actually, uh, he replaced me at PlayStation Lifestyle. And I think. <laughs> oh, really? When I left, yeah. And I think he's doing an awesome job. Seriously, I'm not. He's Sweet. great. 
awesome. uh, with Rocket League, um, I, I don't have like a strong relationship. I just remember that year when it launched on PlayStation Plus, and mm. it just exploded. That was yeah. insane to see that. Um, I remember I actually got the platinum in that game, despite just saying Same. I don't have a, a great relationship or not. I don't have a heavy relationship with it. Yeah. Um, I just mm. don't really remember much of it, and I remember playing online with people and just getting destroyed. Absolutely That's me always demolished. in Rocket League. Yeah. People are yeah, so good. all the time in Rocket League. And, like, people are doing flips and shit. And I'm just like, yeah, I no. can barely push forward. I can't do a flip. I just land on my hood. I, I'm got, like, I got really good at controlling the ball with all four wheels on the ground. Like, I was dribbling it like a soccer player or football. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was very talented. The moment I got in the air, I'm done. Not- you're, you're you're driving in your little DeLorean that you got. <laughs> yeah. You're headed to the goal. You're like, I'm gonna bend it. <laughs> <laughs> Another office reference. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, this is awesome. This, yeah, like going back to what you said, Aiden. Um, when this was free to play and it just exploded <laughs> on PSN. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't do this sooner. But with the acquisition, uh, that that Epic made with with uh or, or purchasing psionics it's awesome to see that them finally going yeah totally free to play and seeing how many more people are going to come in because of it uh with that no drop this week again usually we talk about what you've been playing but since i'm melting and we're actually running a little late we've had a lot of good talks uh let's get right into andy's snail mail sure. are you guys ready for this ready. let's do it all right so usually each and every week you can write in to PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. We read your questions on the show, or you can pen a letter to Andrew House, send it out on over to Great Britain. I swim there, I steal his mail. This week, so many questions, but we have two, and we put them in the show earlier, two of which we got in Andy's little sack right here um, of, of letters and whatnot. This one comes from Gav's Goaty, okay? He writes in, of a question designed for one man. Not I, not Mr. Yaden, but for you, Kyle. And that is. All right. Nervous. This question is off topic, but it is one for Mr. Kyle <laughs> Stevenson. Also, like most things, Phil Spencer ruined this question with a <laughs> statement he made a couple days ago regarding games not being exclusive to the Series X for a couple of years. But. If during Xbox Showcase tomorrow, they unveiled a new Arkham game exclusive to the Xbox Series X as a launch title, would you consider buying an Xbox at launch instead of PlayStation? Remember oh. when I gave you that gun and you had to choose Spider-Man or Batman? No, it, or uh, Vita or VR. I think it was the other that one. That too. That too. He's put me through a lot, Joseph. A lot on this show. Yeah, that sounds rough. <laughs> that I know. Sounds rough. So oh. now you have to choose. Miles Morales or the bat himself? Man. Uh, (laughs) I would still go PlayStation first. Of course. Just because that is my ecosystem. However, Microsoft is doing something that I think Sony should also do with their all-access thing where you can pay it off like a monthly thing and basically get the new thing. So like... No matter what, regardless of Batman or not, I think I might do that. Okay. Um, but if, let's say, like, yeah, Arkham is launched on Series X, and I can only choose one, PlayStation or Xbox Series X, I'm going PS5, just because that is my ecosystem. But 
Mm-hmm. It'd be I'd be fighting not to buy both at the same time. I want to amplify this question. I want to oh, go even God. harder. Oh no! We talked about it earlier this episode. We're very excited for what Microsoft has to show, has to share. Yeah, we want them to come at us. We want to. We want Phil to punch us in the fucking mouth. All right, that's what we really want here. Kyle, here's the bigger question. Okay, open your mind for this one. Mm-hmm. What if? What if Microsoft comes out tomorrow, Phil Spencer comes out shirtless, but he's rocking an eight pack. Like this dude is fine, right? He oiled up and everything. He goes, gang, buckle up because Pappy Phil is going to take you on a journey. Happy Phil. And he's happy, happy, Phil. happy <laughs> Phil. He shows you the halo, right? And it's the coolest halo you've done seen. He's got a grappling hook. He, or maybe it's even an Iron Man missile that pops out of his forearm. It's cool as shit. People lose their minds. People's heads just explode. You get the new fable in there and it's even more fable than last time. You got, you got a new car on Forza and it fucking talks. Put that on like, the back of the box, Microsoft. <laughs> it's more fable than last time. There you go. And again, you got a talking car for Forza. Like they're showing battle toads are actually the Ninja Turtles. And now that game's actually relevant and cool. Like they're showing you all the things. And then they're just like, and also, we bought WB. We have the uh, Arkham Knight. We have Mortal Kombat. We have Lord of the Rings. Oh. Hey, all you motherfuckers that said for what five years we don't have any games. What do you got to say now? And Lego. Hmm? Yeah, and Lego. And Harry Potter. And, and Harry. And Potter. Harry. Oh, I Oh, little little Harry's coming out on stage. <laughs> they got me, guys. <laughs> Ignore my problematic creator for just a second here and focus on me. And he sprays pixie dust or whatever Harry Potter does. <laughs> what does, and then we're, we're going to take this. So again, Xbox's showcase blows our minds. Mm-hmm. And then this question from Chris Penwell again, what do you think Sony has in their back pocket for this rumored August state of play? Think about it here. What does Sony need to do to pivot and go, hey, guys, ignore all that cool shit. Here's what we got for the state of play. Whoa. Huh. I know. Okay. Uh, First thing that pops in my head. (laughs) Yes. Is that rumored Uncharted game that San Diego is making. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I think you come out with arguably the biggest video game mascots of the last decade. Okay. Uh, with Nathan Drake, but maybe it's not Nathan Drake. Ah, man, I don't know. No, um, I don't think so. Think I, I hope not either. I hope Drake's story is done and we, we go. It's it's been a while since four, right? We can spoil the ending. Yeah, sure. Uh, spoiler alert: cover your ears, folks. If you haven't played Uncharted before, I hope we play as Drake's daughter. Yeah, that we see at yeah. the end. Like I, I, so. I, I would love that, but I could see them being like, "Hey, we haven't forgotten." We're going to yeah. have more adventures with the Drake family. Okay, okay. Uh, and you think that's gonna that's gonna stop the bleeding? That is that's gonna be the, huge. The battering in your check in your chest. In my, that's what you're saying. Uh, possibly. <laughs> uh, okay. How about this? How about this one? How about this one? Yes. How about what you just said? Uncharted, the new Uncharted game. Yeah. Right. And then after that, Bloodborne two. And Joseph fucking Yaden. That would be him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let me tell you something. It, it, it opens up and it's like something like you know, "Welcome back, Hunter," and it's it's fucking nuts. It's like 
So like it's got that Victorian shit that we love, but then it gets weird. <laughs> like there's like aliens and shit, just like in the first game. Spoilers, and it's just it just gets weird. That's what I want. More you more Bloodborne than last time. <laughs> this when can we have you back on? That's my other question. You know. Well, they, they say a perfect guest doesn't exist. <laughs> I think the difference. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing. I want Microsoft show to be awesome. I want them to punch us in the face so that, you know, again, like Jim Ryan has to take a step back and go, whoa. All right. Let's get, let's get bold here as well because they're making some big moves. And like, yeah, what would I love to see? What would get me jazzed? Man, they were just like, all right, you know what? You want to buy cool studios? We bought from software because you know what? Gosh dang it. It's been 1,970 or 47 days <laughs> since the launch of the original Bloodborne. And we have yet to have a sequel. We have yet to have a sequel of that beautiful, magnificent game. And that's how you get everybody's Jimmy's rod up. Cause that's how you get the Souls fans. You're getting Demon Souls. You're getting Bloodborne. Those are things that we love so very freaking much. But like to go even further. Yeah. That's when you, you pull out the big guns and go. Yeah, here's here's an Uncharted. Here is a sneak preview of whatever Santa Monica's doing. Mm. Here's some more second party stuff that we're working on and kind of pull stuff out of. Because as much as I do, and I love their presentation that they did, showing off things like Ratchet and Clank and Horizon Zero Dawn, I do think they're definitely holding some games back mm-hmm. to unload when, when Xbox goes you know, mm-hmm. yeah. on stage tomorrow. They're definitely holding things back for us. And that's it's talking about third party. It's also talking about second party games and whatever exclusives they, they, they got in, in their tank. Because if they've been working on a Halo game for four plus years now, spent $500 million on, we can assume that PlayStation Studios, once done with, you know, God of War or Uncharted, or if they have a second team working after The Last of Us Part Two. They're all hands on deck working on PS5 games. So to me, yeah, I don't want them to hold anything back. I do want to see what they're working on, what they're, who they're partnering with. Cause again, if, if, if those rumors happen and the stars align and it is the greatest showcase we've seen tomorrow. Yeah. Sony is in a predicament, not in trouble, but they, they now have to see, whoa, the wind has not to say shifted in the other direction, but. There's a lot of eyes on this now. How do we get people back t- on our boat? So, yeah, I, I definitely see... I definitely want this state of play to be big. But what the other thing that I want Sony to really do as well is not just announce the price, but announce all the systems that are in place. Yeah. You know, talk about... Like, have just, again, you don't need smart delivery. Just say, we have cross-buy. We have, you know, we have boost-enabled uh, games on PS5. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that they have, but they're not marketing well at all. And so I really think if you could win people on that and maybe revamp things like PlayStation Now to com- be able to be competitive with the Xbox, or, or sorry, Microsoft's Game Pass, then we have something here. And that's why I want Microsoft to hit us really hard, because I want Jim Ryan to go, okay, whoa, what it, what did Microsoft do right now that has everybody in a tizzy? We need to mimic that, or we need to do something better than them. So I want them to be reactive. And I think we're starting to see that, but I want to see even more of that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, with that, we have one last viewer question, and this comes from Nakachaka. 
and they write in, The developers of Ghost of Tsushima deliberately made load times long longer so players could read the tips. That's hilarious. PS5 super fast SSD will essentially eliminate load times. What are some other ways developers can offer players tips without making us read long instructions through an in-game journal? Hmm. That is really that's a really great question. Yeah. Because for me, the first game with a loading screen that had tips in it for me was World of Warcraft. And they would also have all fun things in, in their tips. It wouldn't be like, press Q to do a fireball. It would be like, you know, like, hey, maybe stop playing WoW so much, you fucking <laughs> dick. <laughs> like, but there would be like in game lore and stuff too, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so, like, how, how do you, how does, how does that change? Are just tip, like tips just dunzos? No. Or wh- what? I, so yeah, do I, you have an idea? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a cool way you can do it and like implement it into the game without mm-hmm. it feeling like opening up a journal sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like one thing I'm thinking like in Spider-Man, if you're web swinging, there could be a billboard that changes and, the, and oh. it could change like in real time or something. You know how they have those mm-hmm. digital billboards yeah. and one, one could say, Hey, if you do, I don't know what the game is going to be, but if you do this move on this enemy, it does more damage, something like that. Right. It, it's a game by game basis uh, uh, situation, but I think you could work it into the game and it feel natural without mm-hmm. having to just open up a menu and read manually. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, what say you, sir? Yeah, I don't think we're getting rid of these tips anytime soon. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm also thinking of, like, Less with Part 2. Like, if you die, it's not a long time before, like, you can hop right back in. And there's still right. a screen that gives you tips and you can press X to hop back in. So, mm-hmm. even if, if the SSD is low times and it's still instantaneous, but still bring you to that screen to show you a tip and you can jump back in right away anyway, I think that would still work. As far as, like, how to do it in-game, not, like, in a journal, I think that's a great idea with the billboards when it comes to Spider-Man. Like, maybe, like, it, <laughs> I would... I, no, I'm thinking about it. I would hate it, but like in-game collectibles, like you pick up a newspaper, oh yeah, and it's like, hey, here's this. Here's like the story collectible, but down in the corner is like, hey, remember, press circle to crouch or yeah. something like mm. that. Like I don't know. Uh, for me, I was actually thinking in the terms of like accessibility. Like, what if that's just a feature where it's like on the lower he- left hand side, if you're doing something wrong or you're you're vaulting, where it, mm. it'll be like. If you just learned a new ability and you're doing it for the second or third time, it'll still show it at, at the bottom what you need to do. Like for Ghost of Tsushima right now, if you're fighting in the wrong stance, after you hit the enemy four or five times and you're still in the wrong stance, it'll actually freeze frame for a second going, dude, you're hitting the guy in the <laughs> wrong stance. Switch to sword stance so you can hit Yeah, that's guy. that's a great point. I think they could do something like that. So yeah, like yeah. if you're messing up, if you're dying so much, it'll be just be... Boom! Here you go. Like here's how mm. how to help, and you could turn it off or turn it, in, you know, have a setting there, right? Of like infrequent, frequent, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that would be super helpful. With that, we have any any other uh, tips for this question about tips? I'm all set. Let's jump back okay. in. All right, we have. We do have one last question from the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. It is fact. It's not fiction. He asked this one question and the discord 
has been in a furious debate. Okay. Ray's fighting the good fight. He asks, what snack do you eat while playing video games? Someone said chips and snowballed from one simple question. Cool Ranch Doritos versus Nacho Cheese Doritos. Mm. Which is best? <clears throat> okay. Obviously, I- it's Cool Ranch. No, I think it's Nacho Cheese, and here's why. So, <laughs> here's why. Okay, okay. Here's why. Nacho Cheese is, I think, more versatile than Cool Ranch. Right. You could dip okay. Nacho Cheese Doritos in salsa. You could dip it in cheese. You could dip it in mm-hmm. guac, and it would still be mm-hmm. pretty good. If you dip Cool Ranch in the in in Nacho or in you know salsa or whatever, it's probably. I mean, it's mm-hmm. edible, I'm sure, but I don't think you can do as much. With nacho cheese, or with uh, Cool Ranch, as you can with nacho cheese Doritos. That's my stance right now. Change my mind. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not here to change your mind. Okay, you're able to have that wrong idea as long. <laughs> so that's what Adam, Adam Leonard said. Hey, listen, you put you put some sour cream dip with a nacho, uh, you know, Dorito. It'll change your freaking life. Nah. But I'll say this. Sure, it may be the most versatile chip. But when you're eating it by yourself, by with nothing there, look, I'm not, I'm not here to put put out a spread, right? When I'm playing a video game, it's it's just a bag of Doritos, my lonely self, and like a nice tall glass of water, and a little bit of depression with that video game suppressing such. God, I'm not here having a fancy dip, ooh, ooh, like some 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 bougie, like oh yes, um, I think uh, I'm going to pair this Dorito nacho cheese with. Cheddar today. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to eat a chip. That's why Cool Ranch. It's nice. It's refreshing. It's got a little tang to it. It's just fun. It's it's got it's, a little blue it's sprinkles fun. in it. It's, it's fun. It's, fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun. festive. It's festive. You put that on a plate. If you wanted to do a spread, people go, "Wow, what are those?" I'm just imagining walking into a party and just plates of Doritos spread on them. Just and people are losing their fucking minds. They're like, "Is that Cool Ranch?" This guy really went out of his way for this party. He didn't even just get nacho cheese. He gave us the alternative. The uh, better thing. So, when I game, I don't usually snack. I just yeah. don't like okay. getting that stuff on my controller. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the thing I was thinking about. I would never have Doritos, whether no. they're Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese, while playing a video game. Not on my $70 controller. No. So, like, I will say, though, when it comes to, like... Around Easter time, I'm popping jelly beans the entire time I'm playing games. Yeah. But when it comes to the Dorito debate, right. I'm cool ranch. Oh, God. Yeah. Um I I I can go for the nacho cheese. I'm not gonna say no to nacho cheese. Right. You're not gonna say But I'm also Doritos not gonna be wearing a white t shirt like I am today while eating right. nacho cheese Doritos. <laughs> yeah. That's and, and also that's a that's a great thing about cool ranch. It's also versatile for your outfit. You got no napkins nearby. It's We're easy all to blend in. Good. When you wipe your shirt, it blends in pretty easy. There huh. you go. You know, when, when, when your significant other, your partner, your parent walks in and go, hey, have you been snacking all fucking day playing video games? No. And you got your mouth full, but then they look at your hands, you're like, you're scot-free. You did nothing here. All right. For me, as a, as as even someone who isn't healthy but trying to get healthy, um, I actually eat fruit and like things that I can eat with a spoon. So like pudding 
or yogurt. Oh my god, I'm a slut for yogurt. Chobani. Oh mm. my goodness. Yeah, they might be spreading leprosy, but let me tell you something about Chobani. <laughs> Fantastic yogurts. Uh, like I'll have a banana or an apple with me, but like usually it's something where like I'm midway through a gaming session. I'm like, okay, my blood sugar's getting a, a little low, but I'm too lazy to get off this seat. There's a banana right there. And I'm back at it. Hmm. I'm back in the fight. Where uh-huh. where are you sitting where there's always a banana right there? He plays I mean, in the middle of his desk. kitchen. Oh, He's got his okay. fridge here. Uh, <laughs> s- uh, s- speaking of fruit, I, I, I've gotten really into the grape scene lately. Yeah. Grapes, grapes, man. They're not sticky. They don't get everywhere. You can mm-hmm. pop them mm-hmm. like, like you know, uh, uh, jelly beans. Yeah. And they're not horrible for you. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. grapes. Shout yeah. out to now it's summertime. This has become mm. the uh, the fruit room. Uh, shout out to peaches. <laughs> yeah, peaches. Yeah. I've heard of those. Peaches. Love, oh. love peaches. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm big into grapes. I've always been into grapes. But, like, if you put a seed in my grape, no. I freak out. No. Like, like who who, buy, who goes out there and buys grapes with seeds in them? Seeded grapes? I don't know. Couldn't be me. I don't know. Sociopaths, no. probably. <laughs> you know? Serial killers. Like, who... Yeah, I want. Oh, I want this. You know what? I want. I want when I'm eating a, a nice, delicious fruit to be have a nice, nice little surprise of like this thing that feels like concrete that's gonna break your teeth. Your teeth. Like yeah. I don't want that. It's great. I want get that out of here. Oh goodness gracious! Anyway, that's all the questions for the trophy room this week. This is a fantastic week, Joseph. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Before we scoot on out of here, where can people find you? Find your work. Uh, you can find me. Well, actually, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, of course, you guys are awesome. I love your genu- you too. genuineness and your uh, Kyle is a wonderful, nice sort of. Um, well, how do how do I put it? Like genuine and and not a mean bone in your body. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> that's sure. actually a, a solid fact. Yeah, <laughs> that is a solid. Yeah, just fact. from the couple times that I've interacted with you. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Joseph Yaden, and you can find my work uh, on Digital Trends. I do news for Escapist, uh, guides for Game Skinny. I've done guides for IGN. So I'm all over the place. You've probably at least been on a website that has my work. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. And it's awesome to see that you're putting yourself out there and you are going on these, again, these really much, like, not to say PS lifestyle is small, but like, you're going out there, you're going to digital trends, you're going out there to escape us and you're, you're putting your, 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 your foot in multiple doors as you can. And that's amazing. So again, throw your Twitter out there one more time so that people can find you. At Joseph Yaden. Bam. There you go. And we'll have it there on the video version as well and in the description. Kyle, what'd you like to pitch for us today before yeah. we get on out of here? You can uh, follow me on Twitter at whodatninja73 or friend me on PSN, same name, whodatninja73. Uh, if you are ever in the New York area or you want to check out some cool gaming stuff that we're doing over at Kinda NYC, you can go to kindanyc.com or at kindanyc on Twitter. And if you search on YouTube for Kinda NYC, please sub to us. We want to get that custom URL because the letters and numbers are really annoying. Um, yeah. we, we've been blowing it out with Xbox game demos this week. Uh, we're going to be streaming a whole lot more. A lot of exciting things. So go check that out for sure. Let me tell you something. When you get that fancy URL, yeah. make sure that's the name you guys want. <laughs> oh, Don't do what I did. I'm going to learn from your mistake. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst mistake ever. Now I need like a permanent tiny URL for a bad big game. So with that said, with all that out of the way, you can find the trophy room over at 
Bad Bit Games on YouTube if you want to watch the video version of this show. You can find The Trophy Room on any podcast of choice. If you're on iTunes, though, please, please, please consider dropping us a five-star review. It really does help us out. And if you would be so kind, uh, if we got you through a rough work day, a long drive home, whatever the case may be, head on over to patreon.com slash badbit. Throw a buck our way. It really does help us out. It affords us equipment like what I'm using right here. This beautiful microphone was because of you gracious folks out there. Thank you so, so very much. I love it so much. I pet it all the time. Uh, this week we have a <laughs> Patreon uh Po- uh, what, 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 what do we call it? We just called it the, oh yeah, the Patreon personal podcast that will be out the this 3P. Friday, the three P and then also this Sunday, hopefully, I don't know, sometime this week, rather we'll be recording our thoughts on ghosts of Tsushima. So yeah, with all that said though, here's just a little sneak preview before we get on out for that ghost of Tsushima review Uh-oh. or impressions. Uh Oh, it's my game of the year. Everybody, Whoa. keep hunting. Whoa! And keep playing PlayStation. But Ghost of Tsushima as well, because it's great. Wow. Bye. <laughs>